Welcome back to another episode of Arthritic Bourbon Bikepackers. And actually, maybe it's technically whiskey today and not bourbon. Yeah, it's Le- Leopold. Yeah, it's, something like it's that. It's almost bourbon. Irish coffee day. It's it's December, but it's actually really nice temperature-wise. It's yeah. like 60 degrees or something like that. But it's kind of rainy and cloudy. So we decided to come to the bicycle back cave and do a podcast. Because we haven't done one of these together in a while. Yeah. It's been yeah. a bit. And I was thinking back about in 2021 that you had done a ton of like things, solo type trips that we hadn't really ever talked about. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the Florida trip because there was some there was some things that happened. So it's kind of remarkable events. Set this up for us as far as like when did you start thinking about this and decide to do this thing? Well, I have a forgiving wife, which is why I can do these things. She continually allows me to jeopardize my health and well-being and, and uh, um, forgives me when I, when I mess something up. So I haven't been thinking about it for at least a couple months. There's always a back burner thought of like, when can I go to Florida to do something and, and just run off and, and cycle? Why Florida? Because it's flat, it's warm, and it's predictable, you know? Um, so this particular ride was in May of this year, mm. but I think it had been on the cooker for couple months, I think. And you really started you know, thinking about it a little bit, before, you know, like you say, a couple months before, kind of yeah. thinking about what you mm-hmm. might want to do. Yeah. So kind of tell me, what what was your, uh, or tell them, I guess, uh, what was your plan? Like, what, what were your thoughts? Initially, <clears throat> you know, I've wanted, I've wanted to camp. I've wanted to do a lot of, I've done a little bit of camping down there, but I wanted to just sort of find some places and, and camp and be kind of open-ended. And because I didn't have a lot of lead time. And this was like a May trip. Um, I wasn't very successful in, in finding places I think I could camp. And a lot of people will just sort of stealth camp and, you know, wait and see if they get asked to leave and they'll leave. I didn't want to roll the dice like that. <clears throat> I wanted to be a little more, a little more conservative, you know. Um, so I, you know, if you look at some of the RV parks and things, they don't want a lot of tent campers because they can get a lot more Revenue for their space. Particularly in Florida. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that want to be down there in the winter. And so let's say the cooler six months of the year, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that want to snowbird down there. And so yeah. space is valuable. Camping yeah. space. Yeah. And, you know, they have some amenities and they want to do the, you know, the hookups and all that stuff. And a, and a guy at a bike and a tent doesn't need much. <laughs> doesn't spend much, I guess, yeah. is maybe what I do. not stay long is. either, usually. No, one night. Sometimes two if you really find a reason to stay and hang out. Yeah. Um, so what I ended up doing <clears throat> is I drove to uh, Jacksonville, talked to the hotel uh, Holiday Inn. I said, I'm going to leave my car for a few days. Is that okay? They said, I didn't back. So I did. And then I, and I took off, went from Jacksonville to the, from the hotel to the, to the water and headed south. Um, so I think that's a great point that we should talk more about sometime. But we've had pretty great success just talking to the manager or the staff at a Holiday Inn or something like that. Yeah, and just telling them, hey, we're gonna we want to bike for a few days. Would you mind if we leave our car here? I don't know if we've ever had anybody say, "Don't do it." Have, no, have no. This time they were a little little iffy, but I always make sure if I can to book in it, have a have a have a stay on each end, so they know you're you're coming back. They know you're gonna you know you're kind of patronize the place a little bit. So, no, I don't think I've had problems with that. Yeah. So, cool. all right, carry on. So that's what I did. <clears throat> and then I sort of, and this bit me one time, I started using just the Expedia app saying, well, where am I going to stay? 
And most of the time it was fine. But every once in a while, you'll find that the Expedia confirmation number does not equal the Hampton Inn uh, confirmation number or or whatever. And so every once in a while, you're going to be left without a room. Oh. And it did happen to me once. Okay. Uh, so and that so was, Expedia says, hey, you got a room, you get there, and you don't. No, no. They refunded me. So that was good. <laughs> I still didn't have a pillow, you know. Uh, but I was able to find one. But... Doesn't you know, help you have a place to sleep that night, though, does it, when they refund you? You're like, no. I'd rather just have the like, room, please. Great, I can book another room and wonder if I can go. Uh, but honestly, that's only happened once <clears throat> to me. I've heard about other folks tell similar stories. But uh, they did refund me, and uh, I was able to find another room that night. Um, it, was, okay. it, was not, it was not top shelf tequila there. Yeah, so you start in Jack- Jacksonville, did you say? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what was your planned destination Well, when you first started thinking about it? I had pretty lofty goals, which I failed to meet. You know, I had the time uh, that I could have ridden all the way to Key West. And I thought, you know, if, if, if the stars align and I don't have any issues and um, I could get all the way to Key West and maybe maybe go to Dry Tortugas, take the ferry, go skydiving, whatever, and come back... Um, Skydiving. That's on my list. Man, lofty. In Key West. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right. Um, not today, but it's going to happen. Um, so you were thinking east coast of Florida. Yep. I'm just going to roll down and mm-hmm. go as far as I can go. If I make it to yeah. Key West, maybe I'll take the ferry to Tortugas. I did think about the connector that goes, what, through Orlando and over and back, but I I, abandoned. I just wanted to go on the along the water as much as I could, um, which is a pretty good plan because there's plenty of miles. Gotcha. Plenty of miles. Um, and the other thing that's neat is I, uh, you find these little tiny beach towns that you just didn't know about, you know, like Flagler beach and they're just neat places that you put in your mind. I'm going to come back here sometime and spend a few days. Gotcha. Um, cause I was wanting to get some miles. I felt the urge to just sort of hit some pavement, you know? Okay. So it's May. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the exact date? Yeah. I, had, I was doing some homework. Well, oh, it, was, well, right. it was May 12th through the 16th. Okay. And again, I had more time. But I truncated it together. Okay. So first day is May the 12th. You get there. You mm-hmm. you stay at the, you stay that's at the, the first. So right. That's the first riding day. Right? Yeah. Night before you stayed at Holiday mm-hmm. and You get up, park car around back. Mm-hmm. Your objective is to ride to. Uh, it was like, uh, like I went to Cocoa Beach. I happened to look at my little list here. But it was about 80 miles. 80 miles. About 80 a miles day. a day for, the, for four days. Four days each. Wow. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a commitment. Because <laughs> you you are you're on the Fargo and mm-hmm. you're carrying everything. Basically. Yeah, all your gear. Not as much as when we're bike packing and camping. This was kind of a hotel room thing. But I took stuff. I was working. You know, I took a took a uh, surface, an iPad, chargers. You know, I keep some like a little cleanup kit, medications, a couple extra changes of clothes. You know, stuff like that. So your plan was really to probably stay in hotels this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because campgrounds were having difficulty with. Yeah, and I did. Uh, I did take a hammock that I didn't use. Yeah, you know, didn't take a lot of space, but you know, it's a the Eno hammock folds up pretty. And that tightly. was for lounging more. Than yeah, and I didn't. Emergency. I, I didn't use it. I thought maybe I'll sleep one night in it if I really feel bold, but I ended up just getting a hotel each night. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you're heading to Cocoa Beach, is that what? Well, you're the first time was Daytona Beach. Oh, I'm Daytona. Sorry. Yeah. But it took me through one of my favorite Florida cities, St. Augustine. So I stopped. It's a longer day because I dallied. I had to stop and have lunch there and mess around. I love the old part of St. Augustine. Just it's always a, have. Yeah, it's a very historic city. 
Yeah, and there's always stuff to see. You know, there's a bunch of folks milling around doing goofy things by the fort, and you know, so you can be entertained pretty easily. So, so what's the surface like? You riding on pavement this whole time? Yeah, much? almost exclusively pavement. Once they're in St. Augustine Beach, I did go to get on the sand a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I had photos of that and stuff. So I did, I did go on the beach a little bit, um, and then it got back. Because then, then when you really want to make time, you just got to get on the, on the pavement. Gotcha. So, so all right. So tell us about day one. Any excitement? You know, that was the day. No, not much happened on day one, I don't think. Okay. I think I was pretty much just just enjoying things. Yeah. You know. Just getting uh, in the groove and yeah. finding your miles. Yeah. And had a little bit of rain. And that's always when you kind of figure out your pace. If you're going to, how much rubbernecking you're going to do. You know, I didn't stop and, you know, really look at a lot of stuff. I would just stop, take pictures and enjoy the water, rest at a picnic table. You know, lots of bike paths and bike lanes and so I didn't have to really struggle for you know where to ride yeah so and just stop along the way and grab food that kind of stuff yeah yeah got a good sunburn did get that (laughs) um yeah yeah um yeah then the next day I think I may have my facts a little bit messed up here but I did go that was Cocoa Beach next day I went to Cocoa Beach um which you get away from the water a little bit there, you know. Okay, so that's Daytona to Cocoa Beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another 80-ish mile. That's, that was 87. 87 miles. Boy, um, those are some long days. Yeah. But you're riding on pavement, but still. Yeah, so, it's not some bad. long days carrying gear. What I found, though, too, when I'm riding there, <clears throat> I don't know. I find there's lots of little micro rests. Because if you're, if you're on the bike lane, you stop at some stoplights. Yeah. And you just do that. And if it's hot, you're stopping to get, you know, Gatorade or whatever you're you're sipping on. And so what's the temperature that time of year there? Man, I was I was in the 80s a bit. Okay. I was getting pretty warm for sure. And you said sunburn. So I mean yeah. obviously the sunburn. Yeah. I always have the the uh, the sunscreen on the bike. Uh people point it out and laugh at because I keep it on the fork. They always say, hey, I like your sunscreen. And and if you have sunscreen and bug spray, it's even more entertaining for people to <laughs> To ask you about. Both of which can be necessary down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so, um, but, you know, you stop it with all the stop uh, lights because you're in the lane. So you'll have three rows of traffic here, your bike lane, and then a turn lane many times. So you might have cars on both sides. Uh, it took me a little bit to get used to that. But uh, people just sort of stop and check you out, look at all your gear, and they just sort of sometimes... They'll give you the thumbs up. Sometimes they'll just shake their head. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, so it's it's pretty fun in that regard. Um, and then I started coming into the rain. Second day was a pretty serious thunderstorm. It, it, twice it happened. And uh, I... Uh, now, well, let me ask you what your philosophy on that is. Because there are people that have rain gear mm-hmm. there yeah. and try to stay dry. Are, are you in that camp? Or what? what's your... Or what was your uh, attempt on this you know, ride? When I'm down there, I don't care about the rain. As long as it's not a hurricane, I'm fine. Because it just doesn't get that cold. Yeah. Up here, and it's rainy. And you, in Missouri, you might be really out of luck. Yeah. You know, if it's cold and rainy or windy. Oh, my God. Now, there's wind down there. But it's just warm, you know? Gotcha. The coldest I really experienced was when I arrived at my hotel that night. Soaking. Literally dripping. Because it had just had a downpour. And they were about to close up the lobby. It wasn't a very, you know, it wasn't really a big hotel. And I'm standing in the lobby dripping. And what time of this is this? Uh, it was like was it later. I think it was about nine. Well, it had gotten dark, so it was probably nine. Nine and nine. <clears throat> okay. 
maybe right before if they close at nine. And and I'm so apologetic. I'm like, man, I'll get the mop. I'll clean this up. He's yeah, I was going to mop anyway. He was totally cool about it. Huh. And uh, so, but it was air conditioning. So I'm standing in the cold there because, you know, you, you're kind of coming down from your exercise heat, you know, you're wet. and Yeah, it was crazy. But I made a total mess of this poor guy's lobby. He didn't care. He was fine with it. Yeah. So anything eventful that day? Uh, that day? No, I don't think so. That wasn't anything crazy. Cool. Most of the nutty stories happened a little bit later, I think. That yeah. may have, well, no, I don't think that was the day. Uh, yeah, I don't remember when I was interrogated. Okay. So you've had a couple of days of, of long, 80-plus mm-hmm. mile days. Yeah. Second day, you've got some rain. You're mm-hmm. in hotel number two in mm-hmm. Cocoa Beach, and that slips you into day three. Well, day three is where one of the infamous incidents happens. Yes. So this little hotel had a continental breakfast. Now, what kind of hotel are we talking about here? Is it like a a private or is it a chain? Uh, It was uh, was private. It wasn't a chain. It was a little tiny thing, almost a boutique thing with some, it was a motel and they had a little little, uh, pool area. Was this booked on Expedia? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right on the water. but it was dark and stuff, so I didn't go, it was raining, so I didn't go to the beach that night. So I got up early, packed stuff up, and I got my continental breakfast, you know, a little honey bun, an apple, and a uh, coffee. I was really looking forward to going and enjoying the sunrise in the morning over the Atlantic Ocean. And so I walked down the little walkway, and there's a little gate, you know, how these these places have lots of little buildings and parts of their structure close together and foliage and gates. And, and I walked to this gate and I catch this guy by surprise. I just said, hi, and I had my headphones in. So if he said something, I wouldn't be sure if he did. So I just walk on past him and he, he acted like he was going to say something. I was like, ah, whatever. I, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I get my headphones in, I'm listening to my music and going to the water. And then I open, I go to this open area where there's the pool and the hot tub. It's 7 a.m. And there was a couple in the hot tub Making babies. <laughs> At seven o'clock in the 7 morning. Seven AM. It was wow. it was quite it was quite a scene. And then and it was the configuration was such that the guy was facing me and the the uh, this his female um, participant was facing the other way. And and I locked eyes with him and quickly just said, hmm, whatever. And I went casually, turned my head and walked to the to the fence, with my back to them, and continue to watch the sunrise. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna yield my little stretch of beach to these, these, you know, happy fornicators. <laughs> so, I, oh, um, that's a great way to start the day, though. <laughs> I'm sure you chuckled. I mean, oh, I did, I did. I was like, what? I, then I'm thinking, well, should I? I mean, what do I do? Do I let them have their privacy? They obviously didn't care a whole lot because it wasn't dark. And I think the guy I startled was their lookout who didn't really succeed. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll have a story to tell and they'll have a story to tell. That's great. So I, I didn't yield my, 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 my uh, real estate. I, I just turned and looked at the sunset. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well. That's a good start. Thus begins day three. <laughs> thus, thus begins day three. That's uh, that's eventful. So yeah. moving along. And uh, so where are you headed to day three? Let me look. Day three was... Uh, this is Cocoa Beach to... Yeah, let me see. Cocoa Beach. Obviously somewhere south. To Port, 
Port St. Lucie. Ah, Port through St. Melbourne, uh, which was another 80 mile day. And <clears throat> I believe it was in this day that I had stopped to do some work. I had some like phone conferences and things. And so I had, you know, devices and um, this is really the best of everything is that when you can just yeah, you can get some over, work done. do some work, carrying all your stuff on your bike. What a way to yeah. actually get something accomplished. A beautiful day, you know, I mean, and and if you luck out and find a place, <clears throat> forget the name or even where it was, but a little deli that has some Wi-Fi. So, you know, if you have some some sketchy cell phone reception, you still get your work done. <clears throat> um, good food. People come by. They're kind of friendly because they're it's a sunny day and they're in Florida, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was great. It was really kind of kind of fun. So I got some work done. A couple hours, I sat there, um, and then you know wrapped it up and got back on the the trail. <clears throat> and I had another. This was this was the day of the crash. Oh, this was yes. the crash. So talk to us about that. I'm 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 uh, relatively famous in my circle, as you know, for crashes. <laughs> and. <clears throat> and they're not crashes like me jumping over a car. It's just not evil can evil stuff. Right. This is just um, bad luck, bad judgment, you know. And in this case, uh, too much consideration for my fellow human. So <clears throat> I'm, on a, I'm on a bike path. It's really a multi-use path. Pedestrians, bikes, rollerbladers, runners, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm on the bike and I'm trucking because I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm moving. And I see up ahead, there's a guy walking this way toward me. <clears throat> He's got an abnormal gait. He's kind of a big guy. And uh, I think, well, you know, I'm just going to get off the pavement onto the grass and pass him. Go, go around and then I'll get back. Because you know, I figured it was a courteous thing to do. Um, <clears throat> and I did. Did that, passed him. And then the, uh, the entrance back onto the pavement was not graceful. Because it's, you know, not oh, even. Oh, okay. So the... So the, uh, there was like a, a little drop off there into the grass or whatever. Yeah. And so you're trying to get back yeah. on the like multi-use path, yeah. concrete, pavement, yeah. whatever. <clears throat> and I knew it was there. And I knew it wasn't even. And I thought maybe I had enough of an angle, you know, closer to perpendicular, not perpendicular, but, you know, uh, less acute angle to enter. And I didn't have it calculated correctly at all. <laughs> and I, and I, I really, because, you know, sometimes when I'm doing this, I love forward motion. And sometimes I'm listening to some up-tempo music and I'm like, I'm going. And there's a lot of momentum with the bike that's loaded down with me and all the crap. And, and, uh, when I, and I hit that sort of in, uh, congruent or I get discontinuity. Um, I did a little Pete Rose off the bike <laughs> and, I, and I almost cleared the entire width of the pavement. But um, my elbow caught a little bit and then my left leg yeah. caught a pretty good stretch of pavement. You had some pretty serious road rash. Yeah. yeah on was, that left calf. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was pretty remarkable. Yeah. And we're talking big patch, like probably what would you give? I mean, for the listeners who aren't watching the video, what would the size of it be? Well, at least my, my palm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it kind of tapered off. So right. there was not so bad, real deep, not so bad. And it was, and it was, it was cherry red. Yeah. So did the guy who you gave birth, did he see any of this or not even know? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I'm sure he heard it. <laughs> who knows what I said? Um, and then he, he turns around and I'm, I'm sort of, I, 
you know, I'd land and I sort of got a little bit of the wind knocked out of me and I, and I sit up, take a couple deep breaths and I would kind of take an inventory of, of me <laughs> and, and he comes toward me. He didn't get very close. I know but it's because he's afraid of COVID or he's afraid that I might turn violent, you know, but he didn't do anything wrong, but he probably felt responsible. He said, man, I am so sorry. And I start moving everything. And I'm like, you know, everything moves. I'm, I'm okay. So we're good. And he's okay. And he continued to kind of amble back where he was originally headed toward. Um, this happened to be in a pretty, pretty good spot because I was right across the street from a nicely located roadside park with water spigot. So I just got everything reassembled and went over there and, you know, cleaned off and took some Advil. And Any damage to the bike or anything? Um, I don't think so. Just, you know, the mirror always gets yeah, cockeyed yeah. and stuff. I had to uh, just readjust a lot of the stuff that was on it. But I don't think much came off, really. Amazingly. Yeah. So, the less you carry, the less is going to fly off, I guess. And this wasn't a real heavy backpacking, bikepacking trip. So, I didn't have as much ballast. Yeah. <laughs> so, you go over to the roadside park, kind of wash up, clean up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, and do I, you uh, have, did you put, like... How did, how did you, did you like put an antiseptic spray well, or like cream or anything? All I had at that point was, um, maybe I had some Neosporin, put some on there perhaps, but I had to make a stop at a pharmacy and, and that creates a scene. Some guy, he's all scraped up <laughs> wandering in the, in the CVS, you know, buying, buying, buying his own bandages and stuff. And, you know, people just sort of look at you and this is after noon. Yeah, yeah, it's probably three or four o'clock. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe. maybe not, not like quite that late, but not like you're probably not, you know, sweaty and you're 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 well into the day, I guess. Yeah. Is my oh yeah, point. yeah. So it's a hot you day. You might be looking a little disheveled and obviously you <laughs> yeah. just took a dive off the bike. Yeah. So you really look a little disheveled. Yeah. Yeah. And you're wearing shorts, so when you're walking around CVS or what Walgreens yeah. or whatever, you, everyone can see it. <laughs> with with a with a, a black Nike tank top that's you know, salty. You know what I mean? So I look terrible. <laughs> I did. I looked so bad. <clears throat> and, uh, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. So I got all this stuff. I got the, uh, the new skin spray and stuff. And <clears throat> that wasn't very far from my, uh, my hotel. That's good. So I went to this hotel and this guy, he was totally cool. He was kind of enamored with the fact that this wounded guy comes into his lobby to check in. There's a bike and this guy is all scraped up. And, uh, so, um, did you put cover it with bandage or leave it exposed? What was your? I covered it um, okay. outside. What I did is I sprayed some stuff on there and I tried to cover it, but I, I was still kind of sweaty, right? So I go inside and I tell the guy I got to check in, do this, and they had a, uh, they had a, uh, a restaurant right there that you couldn't sit in. They were all doing care ride only. So I ordered some food, and while I waited for them to prepare it, I was <laughs> fixing my leg. I tried to go to the corner and not be visible. The guy came over. He's like, man, what can I do for you? Can I get you some water? And he got me a soda. He didn't make me pay for it. And he was great. Totally nice. cool. And so I got it. I, you know, I got myself cleaned up and, and, and uh, dressed my, my wound. I finally got in my room, took the, took the food. It was quite a day, though. Well, that's okay. So the recap <laughs> of that day, you're going from Cocoa Beach to Port St. Lucia. Yeah. And yeah. you saw two people in a hot tub. Yeah. Repopulating, uh, repopulating some county, the somewhere. earth, or, or at least you know involved in the act of repopulating. Yeah. While you're watching the sunrise, and then you take a dive and really mash, or not mash, but mangle. scrape the skin off of your your left calf. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you make it to their hotel. <clears throat> yeah. You know, sure. and Well, there's several things that that makes difficult, though, like sleeping, showering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sunscreen. I'm thinking off the top of my head. I'm sure you yeah. experienced all these things. What's but. funny is I didn't worry as much about that because the new skin kind of helped with some of that. Okay. But what happens is the following days is, you know, you you sort of, uh, you know, you sweat and different things happen and to, to, the, to the covering, which some of it's cellular material, some, you know, sort of healing matter. <clears throat> then you put new skin on it because you're like, I don't want to ooze or bleed everywhere. What is new skin? I'm not familiar. Um, it's just like a synthetic thing. It's like a bandage, you know. It's like it creates a layer of, of you know. Artificial skin, almost. Okay. And you Maybe spray- I'm using the wrong uh, name for it. Oh, but, it, but you just um, spray it on, basically. You spray can buy it on it at the pharmacy. Yeah, and then what it would do is it would dry, and then you know, as you as you move, your your muscles get a little bit engorged with blood flow, and it would crack. It would crack, and it get goo, and I'd spray it again, and it it made me look kind of like I had a Klingon leg. You know, <laughs> it was it was something. Um, and you mentioned though the difficulties. <clears throat> These hotels all have white sheets. Yes, and I'm I'm very self conscious about this. I don't I don't want to leave a, a you know like a massacre uh, scene on their sheets, right? <laughs> so I'm stripping the beds off, and I'm like, I'm 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 wrapping my leg, and I'm putting out like a I think I took a beach towel or something, and I, and I was laying on some stuff that I had. I'm like, I just don't want to you know, I would feel bad about that. Yeah, and so I tried my best to to make that manageable, which made for not great sleep. You know, <laughs> I mean, you don't sleep well anyway, <clears throat> no. so that didn't help. But yeah, yeah. Not was, to mention you're exhausted. This is your third eighty plus mile. Day. Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Was, how long did you? How far was the ride that day again? Let's see. That was so. It was eighty, eighty-seven, and eighty. Okay, so <clears throat> day three was day three day. was eighty miles. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Port St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. Anything else eventful that day that we? I need don't to think discuss? so. I think that was I think <laughs> that was pretty, it. That's pretty eventful uh, in of itself. So yeah. Okay. Uh, let me go back now. It's next. So then. Okay, the next day, day four, is when I went to Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so Port St. <clears throat> Lucia to Port St. Lucia to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Um, How far is that? That was that was eighty five point two miles. Eighty five point two. Yeah, another big day. Yeah, another big one. And so at some point here, and I can't remember. This may have been the day. It was hot, and. And uh, they're all hot, you know. And and if you're like me, you know, at some point this doesn't hurt anymore. And if it does, you Advil up, and or you get and you get a drink or both, and you just go. And and I'm looking terrible again. Uh, and I would stop and do some laundry and stuff. So every day was somewhat fresh crap that I was throwing on my body. But um, I'm, I come over this uh, little bridge, and then there's a little uh, like a, a right turn that goes into almost nothing. Like it's like a blind asphalt thing and there's a minivan sitting there these two two ladies gals young ladies uh they had matching t-shirts and a sign on their van and they're waving people down with cold bottles of water and they see me come trucking along they're like, hey come on over and so i'm like sure okay I'll take a rest and so i go over there and they give me a cool bottle of water so i'm drinking it and we're talking a little bit and they said have you heard of the saint vincent home I'm like, what do you <laughs> No? What do you mean? I said, well, it's, you know, it's a place you can kind of come crash for the evening if you need a place to stay. 
Because <laughs> so basically they think you're a homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or you might just be looking for a place to sleep. I just look like I need help. <laughs> sweaty guy in a tank top <laughs> with bandage. a bandage and scarred up legs. <laughs> Bags and... on his bike. Yeah, and things dangling, right? And I, I, my my um, uh, speaker, my glasses, case, sunglasses, and yeah. stuff strapped on it. It was something. I so, said, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I appreciate it. I've, I've got... I've got uh, what I need right now, <laughs> and uh, I like it. Yeah, it was it was great. And then, and then I went on down to you know Fort Lauderdale, um, and and I can't remember exactly which all places that I had stayed, but this one, um, this is probably the place that that uh, my Expedia failed me. Oh, I yeah. think so. I rolled. I think it was going to be Hampton Inn, uh-huh. and. Uh, they didn't have anything for me. So what? how did you find this out when you go to check in, basically? What yeah. time is this? Do you, do you remember? You know, time? it's approaching sunset. It's not okay. quite there, you know. Um, so you go in and the guy says, hey, dude, I don't know who you are. Yeah, it was a lady. And she's like, hey, can I help you? And I, you know, I look kind of like we've described. <laughs> and my bike is like a... I think I locked it up outside because I lock it everywhere. I'm, I'm real paranoid and I can't have anyone stealing Gertie yeah. from under me, you know. So and I go in and I'm like, yeah, I'm here for room. I've got, I've got uh, made some reservations. And she's like, what's your name? Whatever. And she's like, I don't, I don't have your name here. I said, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. And I give her a confirmation number. And she said, that, that's not even the right number of characters. I said, oh, my gosh. It's a, this, is a, this is an Expedia thing. And she said, oh, we, we've had that before. And so <clears throat> she tried, but it was it was totally full. Um, and you know, she's like, "Just stay here, do what you need to to get get yourself. You give me a little corner of the lobby to find a place to stay." So I rolled the dice, got back on Expedia. Well, what I, I had called them and says, "Is there anything you can do?" And what they did is credit me, whatever. And then I, I found a place um, wasn't far away. It was probably a less than a ten minute ride, but it was not. It didn't appear like it was great, and it wasn't great. But it was a shelter for the night. Yeah. And so I went in there, and maybe uh, maybe better than the St. Vincent house. Maybe, <laughs> <or> maybe. <whatever. laughs> yeah. Who knows? That could have been great. Yeah. Um, but I I, uh, I I got checked in, and the lady was <laughs> at the second place was kind of amazed that I wanted to stay there. I called. I said, "Do you have a place?" And uh, she said, yeah. And I was prepared. I said, well, you want me to hold it with a credit card number? She said, no, 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 no. Just come on over. We'll be fine. <laughs> We're like, not the kind of place that takes credit cards. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is going to be great. <laughs> so I go in and... How many hours did you want the room, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I get there and I'm like, you know, I'm not going out for food. I ordered pizza and up. My thing is, sometimes I'll order a, a pizza and a two liter bottle of soda. Yeah. And uh, and and work on it. And if I have any left in the morning, I either leave it or I'll, I'll you know I'll take it with me sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what I did. And I slept again on like my beach towel and things. You because know. you still have the oozing leg. That's, oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's healing, the cracking and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it looks like dried pavement. You know, it's yeah. it's flood and 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 drought. Yeah. It cracks in like a giraffe pattern. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> So then that was the last of the long days. Okay. It was at this point that I decided, you know, <clears throat> and I had some kind of personal stuff that, that had um, been made aw- that I've been made aware of that I was like, you know, I probably just need to go home. I need to get back home and take care of some things. <clears throat> so I thought, well, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm what, you know, 
Fort Lauderdale. 300 miles from my car. Yeah, so my you're, car. You're in Fort Lauderdale. The car's still up in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. right. Gotcha. So I'm like, there's a place I love to stay. Uh, my, one of my other favorite cities in, in Florida is Hollywood Beach. Yep. So I'm like, I'll have a short day. I'll, 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 uh, I'll ride down to Hollywood Beach. I'll get a place. And I found a good place. I'd stayed there before. <clears throat> the Riptide? Yeah. No, they were full. Oh, okay. So this you, is kind of... You often stay at the Rip. The Riptide is one tide. of my faves. Yeah, absolutely. I'd go right now. We should tell everybody that if you're not familiar with Hollywood Beach, it's this cool area yeah. that has um, like a, the, uh, a they call it the Broadwalk. The Broadwalk. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's about three or four miles of shops and little houses and hotels, and it's just so much fun. It's like spring break year round kind of. Yeah. It really is fun. Yeah, it's like a little mini Bourbon Street kind of. <clears throat> right on the water, you know, like the, the shops, the broadwalk, sand, the water. Yeah. And scattered uh, palm trees if you want to put up a hammock. It's, it's dreamy. I just love it. Um, so a place there, I've stayed before too, outside of the rip. I've been there a million times. So I stayed at this other place. Told them I might need two days and they were fine. And, <clears throat> and so, but getting there is a bit of a challenge. It was only a 26 mile day. But between Fort Lauderdale and Hollywood Beach is a cruise terminal and an airport, and you can't get there on the water. If so, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And so I spent a lot of time just sort of <laughs> riding around trying to find a shortcut. Navigating. Trying yeah. to get around all the unauthorized areas. Yeah, the one-way streets and the yeah. chain link fences. And huh. yeah, so <clears throat> I ended up going the long way around, finally giving in and going on a road that I didn't feel entirely too safe on. You know, I didn't have a lot of... Didn't have a, a bike lane, didn't have a lot of shoulder. Can't remember what road it was, but I was kind of glad to get off of it. <clears throat> I was tired. It's only 26 miles, but I was, it was the end of a long, um, you know, five days and yeah. <laughs> uh, wounded left leg. Yeah. So, yeah. So I got there <clears throat> and <clears throat> this is when I really thought, yeah, okay, I'm going to change everything. I'm actually, I was going to stay there an extra day, rest and goof off, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to get a one way rental. And then, uh, and then car, truck, van. What it was a little SUV. Okay. I can't remember. It was like a little Nissan. Probably something we should talk about to the listeners and the viewers is about some of the things we've talked about doing with regards mm -hmm. to that. And you've done it a couple times where yep. a great place to rent a car is at an airport. Let's face it. Yeah. The best mm -hmm. place because yeah. they've got so many cars. There. Yeah. So if you can get into the airport to get mm -hmm. a rental, yeah. get a one-way rental <clears throat> back to another major city that might have an airport or someplace yep. to turn it in and then just ride your bike back to wherever your car's parked. Yeah. It's so an easy way to do it. It's a real, <clears throat> we'll call it a logistical pearl. And I was, I got a rental at a place that was real close to the airport there. Um, and then I, I took it up to um, Jacksonville airport. And, you know, I've done, as you said, I've done this a couple of times <clears throat> and sometimes you feel well and you're like, okay, I can take the bike out and ride from the airport, you know, car place to your hotel. Sometimes you're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. So you can Uber, you know, get your car and come, whatever. So yeah. I, I did a little mixture of riding and Ubering um, when I did that. So I got up early and I Ubered to the car rental place, got the car, went back to the place I was staying. And then I uh, talked to the manager, said, I'm sorry, I'm going to leave early. I just, I got to get home. And, um, Kind of took some of the stuff off the bike, change it, and shove it in the back seat and take off. Yeah. And then I stayed the night at Jacksonville when I got there. But what I did when I got there that night is I think I turned in the car, Ubered back to my place, and, and then I uh, 
I stayed the night and left. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a great it's a great story. It's one of the reasons I wanted to go back through it because we hadn't talked about it. And I think sometimes uh, people wonder, how do you guys plan these trips? How do you think about these trips? How do you execute one? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great thing to keep in mind that you can drive to a location, find a hotel, talk to them about leaving your car safely at those places, mm-hmm. which is usually a pretty good place yep. to leave a car. And they'll let you leave a car, do your ride, find a rental, you know, stay mm-hmm. in some different places, find a rental to get you back to your car that's mm-hmm. a one-way rental or something like that. Yeah. And that way you don't have to do round trip. You know, we've talked about this, that round trips are sometimes, they're not great just because you're going back the way you just came. If your objective is to see, yeah, see things. the landscape mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So <clears throat> out of all of that, what do you think you're like, what were your favorite highlights of the trip? Um, Really a couple of just simple things. Like I, <clears throat> I love the little towns like, uh, it was uh, Boca Raton. I was need to go through. I think that's the one. Flagler Beach. Just stopping to get a getting a snack and a and a soda or something there because they're just neat little places, you know. Um, I like this little place. There's a little bridge. It's called Sebastian Inlet. It's gorgeous. And maybe it was just the right time of day. The sun was perfect. Um, just this blue green water right under the little bridge. People kind of fishing. <clears throat> it was. It's almost worth it just to kind of cross the elevated bridge and, and see that. Um, there was a time, too, um, that I I was getting ready to cross a big drawbridge, <clears throat> and I stopped at the, because, you know, they get pretty tall. And I was resting and, and maybe having a cliff bar or something, and this this swarm of cyclists comes by. It was a uh, It was like a law enforcement ride, and there were hundreds. Apparently, it looked like hundreds of riders. Just going, and a lot of them had these blue jerseys, kind of custom made for that event. And they had they had uh, motorcycle escorts, and they went over the over the drawbridge and stuff. And you know, I was waving, honking, and so I just got sat and watched that. Uh, that was neat too. That was really cool. And then uh, then I when I was done, they they'd gone by, rest a little bit, and then I made the crossing. You know, yeah, that was cool. <clears throat> I think that sometimes. That's one of the benefits of bikepacking or bike touring, credit card touring, whatever it is you enjoy doing, is that if you, you really get an opportunity because you're you are forced to be at that pace, you mm-hmm. really get an opportunity to see and soak up things a little bit more than you would if you flew by on a car. Yeah. Or if you're on an interstate, obviously, or whatever. You're just gonna see things that you won't see anywhere else. Yeah. Or it's, if you have an itinerary of some sort. Yeah. You know, um, you can slow down. See yeah. It. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really, uh, besides the two ladies that gave me some water and the, uh, and the, the hotel lobby folks, I didn't really interact with a lot of people. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I was, it was kind of just a solitary, I'm going to get up and ride, enjoy the ride, you know, stop where I want to stop. Um, I dallied a little bit, like I say, in St. Augustine mm-hmm. and places. It was, it was great. I, uh, I need to do some of those once in a while, just yeah. get away and. Kind of just kind of shrink into myself, but still engage the world at your own pace. And we've talked about this recently, too. I know you were doing big days, mostly 80 mm-hmm. plus mile days. But, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to do 80 mile days to still right. get out and enjoy these. You can do a 20 mile, 30 mile day, a yep. 40 mile day, a 60 mile day. Go at whatever pace you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Take time and stop and enjoy a lunch or a breakfast or 
Yeah. Or, well, a look at the sunrise with some funny <laughs> things going on in the background. <laughs> right. Just take, take a minute to soak it up. But at the same time, don't feel like you have to make 100 miles or 80 miles in a day. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I don't want that to be, that should be the message. You don't yeah. have to do that. I, that was sort of on my agenda. Yeah. Why? I, it's hard to explain why. That's kind of sometimes what I want to do. Yeah. But to be honest, the final day that was 26 miles was more exhausting because, you know, I was, I thought I was going to get there and I had to keep, you know, Re-re-route. kind of redirecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not always about the mileage either. It's about what you're doing and, you know, um, so, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. Awesome. Any other, any final words of advice or encouragement or whatever? No, well, I just, you know, kind of, if you think it, you can probably do it. That's really it. You know, you can, you can you throw a dart at a map and then just, you know, we, we have Google and Google Maps and all kinds of other things. Just check it out. You can probably find a way to, to do it. Yeah, but it's, we've got so much amazing stuff. I mean, just from being able to book fine rooms with a phone that you carry around with you and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible what we can do. Yeah. The apps. Um, yeah. yeah. Expedia, even though you know, 25% failure rate in my case. Right, right. Or 20%. Right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening along and or watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, we do have this on YouTube. Uh, links in the description. We also have this on Anchor FM, who distributes this free of charge. Thank you, Anchor and Spotify, their parent company now, for distributing this to all the major podcast apps that are out there. So if you haven't subscribed or follow along, please do. If you leave us a review, that would be great because it helps us get found more frequently out there. If you have questions, be Feel free to leave a comment. And uh, yeah, thanks for following along. Yeah. We'll see you again soon.